and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. My name is Tiara Nelson. And I'm Jack Redford Smith. And we are your hosts. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode and with many to come. So the reason why Jack and I started this podcast is because we see it as a very good platform to help get our voices out there and collaborate with other like-minded individuals in the health and fitness industry. Now, I also want to highlight that although this podcast is called The Bodybuilding Dietitians, it's certainly not restricted to only physique competitors. Jack and I are definitely very passionate about bodybuilding and physique sport, but we're also very passionate about nutrition and health in all realms, and we're looking to provide education and motivation to all individuals, regardless of their health and fitness goals. So now I'm gonna hand it over to Jack and he's going to explain to you guys a bit about where we wanna take this podcast and what we wanna do. So this podcast today is mainly just about a bit of an introductory one about who we are, why we started the podcast and what our plans are for the future. In future podcasts to come, I guess we have a range of different ideas about what we want to do, but I guess it mainly revolves around the listeners, you guys, and what you are most interested in listening to and what you would like us to say. Um, So far, our ideas mainly relate to uh, like Q&A, so question and answers. You guys can send whatever questions you want or topics of discussion. We're also thinking about bringing on other guests into the show. So that would range from other physique competitors, other dietitians, um, other experts in their field. And yeah, so as we keep progressing, we would like to get more and more people on who, yeah, um, who are like-minded and um, are interesting and have their own topics of discussion. So Yeah, so that sounds great. Cough, cough, Eric Helms. <laughs> One day we can dream. So I guess I'll give you guys a bit of background on Jack and I's credentials. So Jack and I both graduated last year in 2017 with a Bachelor of Nutrition Exercise Science from the University of Queensland. While we were completing that bachelor's degree, we also did our personal training degree on top of our full-time studies, which was pretty pretty nuts. Yeah, Yeah, pretty nuts. (laughs) But we made it through. So we're also qualified as personal trainers too. And we work at the University of Queensland Fitness Centre, so we're both personal trainers and nutritionists there at the gym. Now, this last year, Jack and I have also completed our Masters of Dietetics Studies. So we've done a whole year of that, and we only have six months to go until we graduate as dietitians. And the next step after that is to be qualified as sports dietitians, because we're both very passionate about enhancing performance through nutrition so that's probably an area that we'd like to specialize in so becoming sports dietitians hopefully at the end of next year which will be 2019 and i guess another exciting thing that's coming up in the next few days is jack and i are doing our level one um, anthropometry course which is an isac course so that we are qualified to take skin folds which will be a great credential to have on top of the others. Um, so just so you don't know, if you don't know, skin folds are just a way of measuring body fat. And yeah, I guess, especially since we're interested in um, physique competitors, it's very useful to take skin folds over a period of time, um, say throughout your contest prep or throughout your off season, just to see how you're progressing in terms of your leanness. So are you gaining body fat, reducing body fat? 
and so on so yeah yeah and I know a lot of people probably think you know you could just learn it from a friend or you could look it up on YouTube or something and like just learn how to pinch someone with calipers but there is a real science and technique behind it so Jack and I are certainly looking forward to actually becoming credentialed in that area so that we can do it very precisely and offer our athletes with very accurate measures of their skin folds. So now I guess I will hand over to Jack and so that he can explain a bit about what got him involved in nutrition and fitness and how he ended up where he is today. So just like a lot of younger guys, I started off with playing a fair bit of sport. Um, my main sport, I guess, was soccer. And I played that throughout a club and school level up to around um, 2014, which was my last year of high school. And yeah, I guess with that came, especially in like 2013 and 2014, um, we had to do a fair bit of strength and conditioning. And that was probably my first serious introduction into weights training. And yeah, I guess I, I, I just sort of in, really enjoyed that from the start and more the individual aspect of that and not... Um, like setting your own time for training, um, could do it whenever you want, you could set your own goals. And of course, um, and hand in hand with that is the importance of nutrition. And we, to be honest, we didn't get too much of an education surrounding that, but I sort of took it into my own hands to do what I thought was right. And I guess, there was, yeah, a lot of guess and check and right and um, doing like learning from your mistakes and things like that. Um, but even didn't you start off in a gym that like wouldn't let you do bodybuilding movements? <laughs> yeah, I, it was a very typical school gym like you um, you had to get permission for music You couldn't even listen with your own earphones and stuff like that So but, like what are some exercises you weren't allowed to do? <laughs> so you had to wait to do um, curls until like five minutes before closing and had to really stick to like your squat bench and deadlift which in hindsight is, was probably actually a good thing, but um, at the time, of course, we, we rebelled against it a bit. But. <laughs> rebelled by doing <laughs> bicep curls. <laughs> um, but yeah, from there, uh, straight into uni in 2015. And like Tira said, that was our first year of bachelor's. And that was a bit of a, like, I still was very consistent with my training, but I would, probably wasn't as productive as I could have been just because I, um, I probably didn't eat enough. And I, um, like, yeah, a bit confused with the nutrition in terms of eating enough to gain weight. Um, at this time, were you concerned about body image at all or? Yeah, there probably was a bit of body image, but I guess, um, like sometimes it's very easy to underestimate how much food you actually have to eat to put on muscle. And especially for someone like me, which I learned the year after in 2016, I really do have to eat a lot of food to gain weight and maintain my weight. So, so like what, cause you were tracking at that time, right? So like yeah. what were your calories? Like how, how much did they have to increase for you to actually start gaining weight? So in 2015, I was probably maintaining around uh, between 75 and 80 kilos and I was eating around probably 3000 calories a day, which probably sounds like a lot for some people, but um, in order to gain weight in 2016 and 2017, I had to bump them all the way up to like, I think they got up to around 6,000 at one point, which Jesus. wasn't really a fun place. But <laughs> I was a witness to that guys. There were, um, there were some crazy, very energy dense meals in there. Some <laughs> Lots so, of, yeah, yeah, olive oil and Lots smoothies. of olive oil. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, in 2016, I would say that's when my bodybuilding journey um, first started off. And I started to not only take training more seriously, but 
um, also my nutrition as well. So yeah, eating more, um, more consistently, um, making sure I was getting the right types of food. Um, not that I wasn't really doing that before, but just on a more consistent basis. And yeah, I sort of continued, I guess, living the lifestyle really um, all the way up till the end of 2017, which is when I decided to do my first bodybuilding prep. And I did that with my coach, Alan Mao, who was just an amazing coach as mm. Cherokee. Yeah, just he went really above and beyond in pretty much anything. So Yeah, so Alan is one of the coaches from Flex Success. Um, you guys might know them from Instagram. They're a phenomenal coaching company. Um, but yeah, Alan just goes above and beyond for all of his clients. He's, yeah, he really um, lives and breathes this sport. So yeah, I did a around about a... I would say between 20 and 25 week prep all up. Um, pretty drastic body weight drop from around 90 kilos at my peak um, down to around 74 when I was depleted. So pretty crazy um, weight drop. Um, but yeah, I competed in May. Um, did you did you expect to drop that much weight? How much weight did you think you'd actually have to lose? I, to be honest, I was I did have around 75 kilos in my head, but like there's a there's a big difference between expecting that number and actually dropping that weight and all like the the changes that go with it. I guess I probably won't go into that much depth now, but that's definitely another topic for a podcast about the changes that are sort of behind the scenes. And some people do talk about them, some don't. But yeah, it, um, it definitely was a big change. And so yeah, to, did two shows in May, both with ICN. First one was the ICN Rookie Show. Second was the ICN um, Men's Show, which is more the the standard professional show um, for um, non-amateur competitors, so non-pro if you don't have your pro card. And yeah, I was very, very happy with what I accomplished at my first show and yeah. So what placing did you get? So I, I competed in juniors, novice, um, first timers and my men's height class and weight class as well. And yeah, I got first placings in most of them, which yeah, really happy about that. Um, yeah, I'll hand over to Tiara now to talk about her. So. Okay, so um, hi guys. Uh, so I guess I have been interested in fitness and nutrition my entire life. Growing up, I probably played just about every sport under the sun. I did a lot of swimming, a lot of soccer. Um, I even dabbled in like figure skating and water polo. You know, just your parents get you involved in everything. But the main thing is that I recognized from a very young age the way that food impacted my performance. I didn't really understand why, but it definitely brought on a lot of curiosity. And um, I started to realize that, you know, I would perform a lot better, for example, in swimming if I ate like a bunch of pasta the night before or that morning. Or sometimes I had really good training sessions in the morning when I would drink um, a big sugary tea compared to when I might just have water. Obviously, at that point, I didn't realize, you know, it would have been the carbohydrates and the pasta or that bit of caffeine and the sugar in the tea. But um, I just realized from a young age that food really is fuel for your performance. So I grew up and throughout the end of high school, um, I dabbled in a lot of long distance running everywhere from, you know, four kilometers cross country all the way up to half marathons. Um, so I did a lot of running there. But what I began to realize is probably my last year of high school, so grade 12, that was back in 2014, 
into my first year of uni, which was 2015. When I was doing a lot of running, I was really just exercising to essentially break my body down. And I was kind of just refueling myself, probably not adequately now, <laughs> um, but just to kind of maintain. And I don't know, I, um, I kind of just hit a sticking point and also mentally I just hit a wall and I ran myself into the ground and I really wasn't enjoying it anymore. But I went to the gym. I actually, I've been doing gym since I was in grade five when I did very competitive swimming at a national level. And luckily my dad got me into lifting weights and like doing bench press when I was around 10 years old. <laughs> um, so I've constantly been lifting weights here and there in my entire life. But in first year of uni, when I decided that I just had enough of running, I started going to the gym six days a week. I looked up, you know, on bodybuilding.com and I did like a push-pull leg split. True bro. Um, yeah, I'm a true bro. <laughs> But I think that's how the majority of us start out. But the main thing is, is that I fell in love with it. Just watching, you know, you get those newbie gains and just watching those small changes in your physique. It is so exciting. And especially from a nutritional standpoint, I was finally eating to build my body up instead of breaking myself down. And that was really exciting for me. So yeah, I started lifting in 2015, the end around maybe September or October. And then I just continued gym from there and combining all of my learnings from my nutrition exercise science degree, as well as, you know, readings and listening to podcasts and all this extra um, education you get from outside of your university studies too. And a lot of anecdotal evidence as well, you know, learning from my mistakes. <laughs> But that's probably when I went on Instagram and I found out that bodybuilding was a thing and there were bikini athletes out there. I didn't even know that existed. And I saw these women and they just looked, they were so gorgeous and their physiques were just phenomenal. And I remember saying to Jack, I'm like, I wanna do that. That's what, like, I can do that. I knew what I had what it takes because I'm, I'm so passionate about, you know, nutrition and exercise and I'm, have a, um, I'm very, very determined but luckily, you know, Jack held me back. And at this point, I was probably, when we met, how much did I weigh? What was um, it? Like 56? Yeah. yeah, really 56 kilograms. But imagine like a very like lean little runner's body, 56. I'm also, I'm, I'm like five foot nine, so I'm mm. pretty tall too. So I was pretty lanky. And thank God Jack held me back for about two, two and a half years. Otherwise, I would have hopped on stage looking very skinny and not much of a butt. So yeah, Jack and I continued to train hard, pushing each other all throughout 2016. And then, yeah, we both decided that it was time to give this whole competing thing a shot in 2018. So yeah, like Jack mentioned, we both competed at the beginning of this year, season A. That was uh, quite the experience. Unlike Jack, I uh, didn't have a coach. I coached myself just because I'm a little bit stubborn and you know I've always had that attitude of I can do it myself you know <laughs> but I was actually really proud of myself because I was able to stay on track you know and hold myself accountable and like I said I was able to apply all these wonderful things I've learned through my education to my prep and I planned it out from the get-go and the end result I, I was really really proud of my physique 
and definitely when I stepped on stage the first time, you know, that fire was lit and I just fell in love with it. It is just, it's so much fun. Guys, compared to any other sports, what I love about bodybuilding is that it's so celebratory. You know, you do all of the hard work in the months and the weeks and the days to come. But then when you step on stage, you just get to flaunt it off, you know? There's no stress. You, like, as a, a female competitor, you know, you look gorgeous. You have your hair done, your makeup, you're all tanned. You're in a bikini, heels, um, really nice jewelry. And you're just up there smiling and having fun and showing off your hard work. Compared to every other sport I've done in my life where, you know, competition day is stressful and, you know, it's, it's very, it's almost scary, you know? Like if as a runner, on competition day, you still have to run a race, you know? You have that adrenaline pumping through you and you're nervous and you get exhausted. Like, that's what I love about bodybuilding, you know? You just get to celebrate it on the day and um, that's what's really, really appealing to me. It's a very rewarding sport and very fun. But yeah, so from there, competed with Jack in both the Queensland Rookies and then also the Brisbane Classic. Um, at the beginning of this year and now I went and then I went straight into my improvement season. My weight at the beginning of my prep was around 66 kilograms and I got down to 57 kilograms and now since prep I am now back up to 64 kilograms but that was about how long ago was that? Um, six or six months ago. Yeah so about over half a year ago so um, over one kilogram per month which is pretty good but I've been really proud of myself this improvement season. Um, I'm very determined to work hard, you know, every day and give it my all um, because I next time I step on stage, I really want to make some significant changes to my physique. And I definitely, I'm planning to transition from ICN into the um, IFBB realm. And next time I plan to compete is probably at the end of next year. So season B 2019, or um, season A in 2020. We're just gonna have to wait, Jack and I, a few more months and um, you know, make that call probably next May or June for whether or not I'm ready to do another prep and um, get on stage again. Yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, I guess you guys are, you'll definitely, in the, all the podcasts to come, you're going to get to know us a lot more in a much greater depth. But um, I'm gonna hand back to Jack now and uh, we're probably gonna start to wrap things up here. Yeah, so it's probably gonna be a shorter one today just because, yeah, we don't have any questions, we don't have a guest on. Um, we've sort of covered a little bit about ourselves, but anything you wanna know about us in depth or anything at all about nutrition, bodybuilding, fitness, um, uh, competing, um, yeah, just feel free to s send us any questions. We'll, we'll always be broad broadcasting it on our Instagram stories and posts. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably aim to put out a episode each week. We'll say it'll probably always be on the same day. We'll let you know which day. Yeah, so guys, um, strongly encourage, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes. Um, that would be awesome if you leave a review. You know, it just helps us to help climb that ladder and get more people aware that this podcast is out there. Also, we'd really appreciate if you guys would take a screenshot of this podcast and post it to your Instagram stories. You probably um, see Tiara do that all the time. Yeah, so I like to do that all the time. I, I listen to probably like one to two podcasts every single day, but 
I find them very valuable and I like to let other people know that they're out there because they can benefit too and learn something as well. So yeah, post that to your stories. You can tag Jack and I, we can repost it. And yeah, we just really, really appreciate that. We're really trying to get our voices out there and there will be many episodes to come. We're probably This is gonna be something we're going to be doing on a weekly basis for years. And it's gonna be really exciting to watch it grow. And if you're a listener for the first time, we're excited to have you on that journey too. So we'd like to finish off probably each episode by each um, myself, Tiara and our guest um, by saying something we'd learned um, recently, like in the past week or so. Yeah, so, and this thing that we've learned, it doesn't have to be nutrition or health related at all. It's more of just kind of a fun question to end on, which you've probably heard on other podcasts too. But um, yeah, so Jack, what is one thing that you've learned in the past week that you didn't already know? So I currently have a injury that's related to my um, back. It's probably something um, related to my facet joints, um, but I'll probably go, hopefully that's a listener question, hint, hint, so I can go into a bit more depth because um, I'm sure some people are interested um, in why, because I've been out now without being able to train adequately for close to five months now. So yeah, a little bit frustrating, but one of the supplements I've started taking um, just to try and help me um, relax one of the muscles, um, so basically the erector spinae muscle group that sits above my spine or on either side of my spine um, is magnesium. And I usually don't take many supplements because um, I believe the diet is more than adequate um, to do that. But um, I guess high doses of mag magnesium are shown to help with muscle relaxation, which is a lot more than you could gather through your diet. And one of the side effects I experienced from this is actually amazing sleep. So I take it around three hours to go to um, before going to bed and my sleep since taking it has improved like literally 100%. And yeah, I really recommend if you have trouble sleeping, especially with sleep onset, so getting to sleep, definitely give this a go and yeah, I'll be interested to hear how if, if it works for you as well. So. Yeah, I can back that up. Jack's got me on it and almost his whole family hooked on this stuff. <laughs> But um, yeah, honestly, guys, yeah, Jack, yeah, it depends on how massive your meal is. Jack has like a salad that could probably feed 20 families every night. Um, so that might block a bit of or slow down the absorption a bit. But yeah, taking it anywhere between one and a half to three hours before bed. And um, you just hit this point where you're like, whoa, I'm I need to fall asleep now. And yeah, you just yeah, like Jack said, it really reduces that sleep onset latency. So it's awesome, yeah. Um, magnesium for good sleep. Okay, so one thing that I've learned in the past week is that really this doesn't have anything to do with fitness or nutrition, but it's just that there are some people out there that are so generous and they are willing to do anything out of the goodness of their heart without compensation. And the reason why I'm saying this is because a week ago, Jack and I spent um, a week holidaying on the Sunshine Beach, which is on the east coast of Australia near Noosa. And while we, we went down to the beach one day and there was this gorgeous girl there with a massage table set up. It was like in the shade under these palm trees and she had a nice towel on the massage table. Essentially, she was offering people free massages on the beach and she didn't expect any compensation. She was just doing it out of the goodness of her heart because 
she saw that giving other people massages makes them feel really good and really happy, and that makes her feel really good and really happy. And Jack and I got free massages on the beach, and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It was like a one-hour full-body massage. She even used oil. Like, it was the most relaxing thing that I could even imagine. And just her doing that and not expecting anything in return other than the, just your gratefulness really showed me that I can be so much more generous, you know, to my family, to my friends. And I don't, not that I really do, but I don't need to ever expect anything in return. You know, you can really do good things out of the goodness of your heart that makes you happy and makes someone else happy. And money doesn't need to be involved or it all, it, you don't always have to have some sort of compensatory benefit. So yeah, that's what I learned this week is to really just be more generous and do good in this world and make other people feel happy and good. All right, so guys, I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you again so much for joining us on our very first episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we will catch you soon. See you guys. Bye.